So glad you're here. I am here to talk with my dear friend, Michelle Gay, um, on Community Chats. Community Chats is about what it feels like to be growing older, but have a mind that feels like it's getting younger. And so all of the people that I'm going to be interviewing are people that have pretty much said F you to what we're supposed to be like and really just decide to be to live our lives the way we feel. Michelle is an amazing example of that. And I'm gonna read your, her bio to you, which is, just says it all. It's pretty incredible. So Michelle, first of all, is a martial artist. And um, she is, now these are lots of words that I don't actually know, but she's gonna explain them all to us later. <laughs> Shehan Michelle, she is a CMA in RSME and is a sixth degree black belt, six time world um, Oyama knockdown champion and holds many North American open tournament champion titles in Katya form and Kumai? Kumite. Kumite fighting. She won the Canadian Chokushin <laughs> knockdown division in 2001 and took second place plus the Fighting Spirit Award in the Shendo Kaikan. Kai Knockdown Fighting Championship at Hunter College in New York City in 2002. On October 9, 2004, she completed 61 consecutive fights <laughs> with multiple opponents in the historic um, a Woman's Right to Fight, which I think is really important to talk about, too, held at the Manhattan Ballroom in New York City. The event was created to showcase the fighting spirit of the extraordinary woman who practiced full contact karate, and the event drew participants from the United States, Japan, and Canada. Now, this is her alter ego. She's also a Laban certified movement analyst and a somatic educator and is uniquely qualified instructor and leading um, and a leader and devoted to people of all ages and backgrounds, discovering and developing grace and power through consistent practice. And that's how we know each other through BMC, uh, Body Mind Centering. She studied Lado? the sword. Yeah, Iaido. Iaido. Okay, that looks like an L to me. Iaido with Renshi Pam Parker and Ken Zen. Uh, Another extraordinary woman. Whoa. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And was awarded the rank of Nidon? Nidon. Nidon. Yeah, it's a second degree black belt. Just, just that. Just a second degree black belt. <laughs> okay, hang on. There's so much I lost. I lost where I was. Um, uh, Yang style Tai Chi with um, the late Grandmaster Cheng. Okay. Who's your late Grandmaster? I just called him Master Yu. Master Yu, that's, that's good. It. Okay, so yeah. oh my goodness, this woman doesn't stop. Okay, so with Master Yu. That's how you tell I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> my resume is very long. <laughs> It deserves to be read. Okay. Embodied anatomy and kinesthesiology with one of my teachers, Amy Matthews. Uh, anatomy and kinesthesiology with another one of my teachers, Irene Dowd. And um, 160 contact hours of integral anatomy, the diver dissection with another one of my teachers, Gil Headley. 
She's amazing. Yeah, all amazing people. Embryology with body brain bridge. She's just my heart. Yeah. And infant development and movement education of courses uh, at the Body Mind Centering. Her book, Brain Breaks for the Classroom, was written for Scholastic Teaching Resources and published in 2009. Whoa, girl, that is a lot of stuff. And <laughs> there's so much that I want to ask you, but I think one of the things that has always amazed me about you is that your ability to be so strong. And I've seen you, I've watched you knock really big men down and then be so soft and subtle. Like we studied the BMC work together and I loved being your partner because you had such intense sensitivity and you would think those things don't go together, but for you, they really, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I do want to say that as I was, you know, given the context for this conversation and aging, I, I'm going to say, and, and I would have to like really check, but I'm going to say with 99% certainty that everything you read happened after I was 40. After you were 40. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even start studying martial arts until I was in my, um, I think I was 33, 34 years old. And uh, so all of that came before that, Michelle. Uh, before that, I was an actress, a dancer, director. I was in the theater world. I didn't know you were an actress. That's nice. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so dance kind of led to martial arts. That was the kind of the pathway there. Um, and then actually my son wanted to be, and I'm not, I know I'm not answering your question, but my son wanted to be a, um, a power ranger. And so um, that meant Taekwondo lessons. So that's how that all started for us. So, uh, you know, I just went and signed us all up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a child of the 70s. I'm like, yeah, Bruce Lee. Okay. <laughs> I like yelling. I like movement. <laughs> this will be good. Um, but no, to answer your question, I think that the longer you're in a practice and there's a, there's a, there's a way that martial arts occurs for people automatically. And I think what's right there for people is violence or harshness or aggression or even strength. And, and that, and that the, that that's all part of it, but the, the sensitivity aspect of it is the longer you're in it. That ultimately, that's what gets de developed. And, you know, I, I, I laugh and say that, you know, n now I'm learning to use my words. <laughs> you know, like that's how subtle I'm getting. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, but the, um, yeah, so I think that's very much a, um, the longer you're in the practice. And some people start out there, they come in, like I'm working with this woman right now, and she's, I don't, yeah, exactly. With the fist, I put her a um, she-ho. Extraordinary. But like she, when you meet her, it does look like if you blew, you would blow her over. I mean, she's so light. She's got so much lightness. And, um, and you know, but she's like, so that's where she's entering. And then, so the, for her, the development is going to be finding her strong weight, finding her, um, finding her bones, finding, you know, like... It, you know, just that expression, but where she's entering. And that's really one of the things that I think is unique about 
our school and our and and being a woman in full contact karate and having the kind of education that I have is it allows me to be with people wherever they're at. And I know this is a gift of yours as well. I know like just wherever you're at, we're going to start right where you're at. There's no place to get. First, we got to get where you're at. And then and then we'll, you know, we'll see what opens up from there. But there's just no right way to practice. And I think that's very relevant when we talk about our age. There's no right age you need to be. There's whatever age you are. And then, and then you know, what's available to you? What are you open to? What are you discovering? What questions are you asking? You know, what are you confronting? Like, not in you as a, um, not that it's a conflict, but how, you know, society says that we are a certain age. Can you say your age? Are you okay to say Yeah, that? 59. 50. Freaking nine, <laughs> which is almost 60, which is mind-boggling. It is, I know. my mind, right? You know, when I think about my mom at 60, it looked really different. Mm-hmm. And um, does that come up as a conflict in you? It's like what you feel and what has been presented over the years? You know, it's so funny. Where I think it's like coming up the most is that I'm dating. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I, I am divorced and, um, and it's, you know, it's been a couple of years now. And that's the thing I'm most confronted is that, that I, I, I know it says on my profile, I'm 59. (laughs) I'm like, but, but my sense of myself is not 59 there's a vitality that I that I am that I possess that and I and I want that I want that to be I don't know like I don't know maybe maybe it does maybe you know that's ultimately what we get attracted to in pictures and stuff but anyway so I think that's where I'm very much confronted by it and I'm frequently walk around I don't know if you do this Paula but I wonder how old people are like I'll look at somebody and I'll go I wonder if we're the same age and it just looks that's how it looks on that person that someone is a certain age and you're scratching your head. Yeah, it's, it, it is quite amazing. And yeah. That vitality, right, that comes up. It's pretty um, pretty phenomenal and how that is the shifting factor in um, how you embody a particular age. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do, I, I have a practice. It is a transformational practice. And, and that has provided so much in terms of my aliveness. And, um, you know, I I think a lot of what we get burdened with, and I think you'll recognize this as well as a teacher, is that is the conversations we have about ourselves. And that a lot of the work that I do with people when I work with them is dealing with what they say they can and can't do. That's just what they say. It's what's in their head, but then that becomes their reality, doesn't it? No question. It no question. And 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 so like confronting that what we say is you know a really has made a big difference in in you know acknowledging that, owning that, creating creating how how I want to be viewed in my life by myself, <laughs> let alone by others, right? Yeah. yeah. I talk a lot about that in meditation is, you know, what are, what is the subtle dialogue going on in your head? Um, these, these small messages that we give to ourselves unconsciously, 
literally create our reality. Yeah. Um, and if we keep saying, God, I'm old or God, I'm this age, um, it, that becomes our reality. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's like, and, and I would like, it's automatic. So that conversation is automatic. I don't know if there's any stopping the conversation that's going on in my head, but I do know that I have an opportunity to agree with it or not, or indulge in it or not. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's where I'm like, and I think that's like, I know from my very little meditation practice that that's a thought that I have that I just let go by. <laughs> I'm just not going to grab onto that one. Right. Right. Yeah. Because so many thoughts cross our mind and we just pick the ones that we're going to live by and we do have this opportunity to let others go. Yeah. Um, so, so what, so what are the struggles, right? So you're, I mean, there are a few um, places in the world where you have kind of lifted up your nose to conformity, right? You're a woman in a martial art. There's uh -huh. You're yep. older now, right? And we're in a yep. time where we should not be, you know, doing that any longer. <laughs> exactly. What, what is, how are you kind of balancing all of those things? So I think I missed the first thing that you said, Paula. So you're, to me, you're someone who kind of looks at what's supposed to happen and goes, never mind. I'm going to do oh. what I'm going to do. So Got how it. is that like, how do you balance that? What, how is that coming up as a conflict or something that you're, you're overcoming? Because to me, you're overcoming it. It's, I mean, it's just always, I think I just, I, how I be in the world is I fight. So it's like a natural automatic response for me as I just fight it. <laughs> um, but the, you know, I've really created a place for myself as a woman in the martial arts and as a woman of a certain age, actually, there's a, a gravitas that, you know, experience provides that I'm starting to lean into and, and really like, look, I, I, I'm not, I'm, this isn't my first rodeo. And, and so I, you know, I, I have some, I have some evidence for what I'm saying and, or what I'm doing. And so I think that's, I'm leaning into it, Paula. I think that's how I'm, that's how I'm dealing with it. and newly like, I am so like ready to be global and to have a global voice and to, to like, uh, like there's something that I have to say that I'm willing to be seen and heard saying it. And it, is that a function of being 59 and going, can I swear? Going, fuck it. Like, fuck it. Like, I, I swear, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to my grave with anything left unsaid, undone that was there to say or do like, I want to leave it all on the field. That's, that's intense wisdom, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, yeah. You think about, and I think about the self consciousness I carried, um, as a, as a young girl, right. You know, judgment and, um, what people thought about me and, you know, maybe how I looked or what I did or how I practiced. And as you get older, it's just like that whole part of your brain seems to shut down, right? You just like, you don't really give a shit what people are for worse. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I have to say for me, Paula, I don't think I ever stop caring what people think. I really do. And, and 
but then it's like the, is that what I'm going to be at work on? So it could be there like that thought, it could be there, but I don't have to be at work on what, what people think or what I think they think or what I, what the want, what I want, what I think they want from me. That's another one that I'm like enslaved to. Like, it's just automatically there. What does this person want me to say? And then to just be, you know, like, okay, I'm not going to be at work on that. (laughs) I'm going to be at work on this created thing. I love this this theme that you keep bringing up is that this thought can exist, but it, I'm not giving it my energy. And so it's not, it's so important, right? Not to repress what's there, but you also don't have to feed it. It is part of reality, but it's, but you choose to give it all your time or none of your time. Yeah. I love that concept. That's yeah. The, like, you know, so many people will be watching this and, and I'm hoping that younger women will be watching this. Like I wish that I had the voices of wise older women to have guided me. I didn't have a lot of wise older women in my life, so yeah. I navigated on my own. But I'm really doing this, one, to give us a voice, um, but even more than that, to be a, a guide for living fully, you know, when you are young, right? So yeah. the lessons being passed on um, yeah. are important. And you have daughters, right? Well, I was just like, that's where I went when you were talking. I was like, oh my God, my daughter. And, you know, the, that, that I so want for her to, to love her life now, to love her body now, to like, like that gift of, I mean, I live my whole life, like when I get older later, when, when I get this, when I get that, when I, but like to have her and she does a really good job actually of demonstrating, of you know, being someone who, who, do, who loves her life and loves her body and is out and, and, and deals with that. Not like it's ever a done, it's never freaking handled. That's the thing I'm noticing. It's just never handled. You know, I love it this moment, the next moment I'm going, what? <laughs> You just ate a box of cookies. Are you insane? <laughs> Clearly it shows. <laughs> like, and then it's like, oh, okay, back to, you know, but it's that, it's never handled. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a practice. Because, you know, that uh, what I do a lot of is movement. Um, and I think that women and older women, um, have a lockdown like I watch it happen because some people have practiced with me for many many years and I watch the story start to creep in of like oh my god yes right I'm cool. this age yeah, yeah. told me a really cool yeah. story that I want you to um to share with the group yeah I got I, I gotta share because this is so I so clearly went through this and I and I was um I uh I found myself sitting in a lot of chairs for hours and hours and hours I wasn't practicing as much. I was teaching. I was talking while I was teaching. I wasn't actually doing class while I was teaching. All the things that I kind of used to do when I was younger. And then I I started like, I have a SI joint thing. It started to get worse and worse. I actually found myself going, holy shit, I'm going to have to have an operation. And I was just watching this kind of future unfold. And I went, okay, wait a second. I think what I need to do is start practicing again. And I had a lot of young guys in the dojo. 
And, and so I reinstated something called Uchideshi practice and Uchideshi training. And it, it's like the, 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 like kind of the disciples of the, of the karate school, they have their own special training and it's harsh, it's, it's challenging, it's demanding. And I was like, these guys need it. I need it. And I started that training again. And I swear to you, Paula, within probably six months, I was like that, that, that SI thing was gone. It was like, I could, I was like having trouble like kneeling. I was like thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to be one of those standing, standing senseis that everybody else is seiza and I'm going to be standing up and nothing wrong with that. But I was like, I never saw myself like that. And I'm telling you, I'm up and down on my, now I go slowly. I'm smart about how I go to my knees. <laughs> I need to be warm, but, but still it's like, I've completely, completely like transformed my own physicality. Like through movement. What comes into our head is this hurts. I should not do this. Yes, I shouldn't move. Yes. The world comes like this. But what we realize is the more we move mindfully. Yes. Respectfully. Yes. We get not moving is not the answer. Yes. (laughs) It never is. Look, we're sharks. We are sharks. We stop moving. We die. It's really that brutal. So keep moving. Yeah. So tell, so tell us your, your most recent accomplishment that you just shared with me before. Oh, so I started judo. I started judo and um, in July. I'm crazy about my judo classes. I love them. I'm doing so private just, lessons. Just to accentuate this, at 59, Michelle started a judo practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And if you don't know, in judo, you got to roll. And I was telling Paula, every time I roll, I yell. I'm like, ah, like it hurts. The first three rolls are the the worst part of class. But it's like, uh, like I'm awake. My body's awake. And I did a, my sensei had me doing cartwheels. And then a cart, which I've done, you know, as a kid. And I don't do them regularly by any means. But then he said, do a round off. And I did a round off for the first time. I was like, look at that. Like, I, I think, you know, it's, it's all over. A round off is where you do the cartwheel and then you turn your body so you land on two feet. So it's like you're going this way, then you turn and land. I was like, I, <laughs> I'm fulfilled. <laughs> bucket list, bucket list. <laughs> exactly. Take that one off the bucket list. I didn't know it was on the bucket list. Um, but yeah, so that's, and I, oh my gosh, I so highly recommend this, you know, the, just keep moving, keep learning, keep loving. Yeah. And, and what you said before is so important. Uh, wherever you are is the beginning point. So if someone is listening to this and saying, oh my God, well, this woman, you know, she's an expert in karate and whatnot. I'm not her. Yeah. Okay, she does know but moving is a God-given gift for most of us, right? Yeah. You know, if we have our limbs, we can move. And even if we don't have our limbs, people yeah. find the way because it is, it is part of who we are. And, but it's from where you're at, from where yeah. you're at. You don't have to do round-offs. No. No. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. They're so optional in life. <laughs> <laughs> Completely optional. 
So can you tell, um, you do so many amazing things and I know you have um, the dojo. Can you tell us a little bit about if people want to hang out with you, what's going on, what what's about? So, yeah, so in the these, you know, pandemic times, so our dojo is open. We do have a space on 18th Street. We have a dojo. Um, and uh, we have in-person classes. Many people participate with us via Zoom, uh, many of our students. So that's, you know, if you are someone who is interested in exploring a martial arts practice, our dojo is, we are great. We're a great place to, you know, to check it out. And, you know, we may or may not be your cup of tea, but you won't know until you give it a try. So you can always find us that way. And then I have another um, initiative uh, business actually called self offense. And I'm uh, self offense is where we give people the tools to be able to see, um, to be alert to the potential for assault, um, any kind of assault really. And ultimately what people take away from the um, training is there is a personal protection practice so your own way to practice in fact paula you're in my book <laughs> you know the story of how you went into the bodega and it was being held up oh yeah yeah yes. That's I, <laughs> I know well i do too as part of the workshop because it was such a brilliant demonstration of using self-offense Without people think, oh, I got to fight, but you didn't fight. You were like, I don't have to be here. And you turned around and left. I was like, it couldn't be more brilliant. <laughs> this couldn't have been more brilliant. So I, I so, and I, I'm, uh, I'm including that, if you don't mind, including that in my book. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, and we are leading those um, via Zoom as well. Okay. So um, that's, uh, our website is uh, self-offense.com. And you can find us on Instagram that way, and then uh, self offense on Facebook. Those are the okay, best ways to share all those links. Um, yeah, in the comments Thank later. You. And are you still working with kids, right? Yes, we love kids. My daughter, um, and uh, and I have another sensei, Sensei David, and they run our children's program, and they're extraordinary. And we work with children from three years old up. And are these on Zoom as well, or are they in person? What's happening? When they're that young, it's in person. So um, our children, we have children on Zoom. I think we might have as young as six. Um, but, you know, there's a point. You have a young one, you know, like putting them in front of a television set. It's like ridiculous. Don't even try it. It's like you don't even want that for your children. So, um, but I think from six or seven and up, we have in we have Zoom. And they're all in person as well for those who, you know, we're, we practice safe, safe, Safety. Distancing. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. So. Michelle, I could talk to you forever. I know. I love you so much. <laughs> so We're going to have to have a tea or something. That'd be really um, good. Recorded. But yeah. I thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. My um, absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking. Yeah. You know, when I thought about this, you really were one of the very first people who came to my mind. Someone who's living dynamically not following rules and you are getting younger by the minute my dear mm -hmm. love you so much thank you talk to you soon talk to you soon everyone so glad that you got to watch this check out community chats we're going to be interviewing um 
some miraculous, not just women, but people who are looking at what society tells us to do and saying, maybe that's not my choice. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to listen to my own heart. So um, please don't miss it. Like us, friend us, share us. Um, love you all. Thanks.